Tash Show, kids. Uh, it's the March 27, 2018. What do you say there, you bunch of bums, jobber punks? What's going on? Uh, welcome. Live edition of the Taz Show. Thank you for listening live on the radio.com app or on radio.com. Maybe you're doing that at tazshow.com. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Or maybe you're checking out the podcast version of the show. And you're doing that on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or Radio.com app uh, or wherever you get your podcast for the most part. I would think all of them. Show's everywhere right now. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, got a, a nice show for you guys. Pack some thoughts and opinions on a dojo, the word dojo, and what a dojo is. So we'll get into that uh, shortly and what the difference is between two types of dojo. So get into that um, because I have some interesting thoughts comparing... Uh, one of the more famous dojos to one of the more hardcore fan dojos. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, also, I'm gonna, I, I caught some of Raw last night. I'm going to give you a little thoughts and opinions on Raw. Not a ton. I don't want you to sit here and think you're getting a ton of thoughts on Raw. Because that's not happening in this episode. Not happening. Uh, Seth is here, uh, the producer of the Taz Show for now. I don't know what that <laughs> noise was. That was kind of weird. Oh, that's you? Is that your wallet? <laughs> How's it going? Is that your wallet? Ah, I cracked myself up with that great. shit. Ah. Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. Oh, come on, Seth. Right, anyway, so uh, now welcome, Seth. Hey, still here. This is it. You're uh, you're done soon, right? Uh, I might stay for just for shizzes and giggles. No, you're not going to stay. I want you to stay. I wish you'd stay forever. Yes. Uh, forever. But, uh, you know, there is no forever. and um, There is no tomorrow. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, you're here. Yeah. yeah. And Lee Mean, I think you should thank him. He put a great video together. So I, it was very awesome. I did thank him on the Twitter, and I will thank him now. Thank it's, you. It was uh, a humbling, uh, very cool thing he did for me. I appreciate nice. it. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was nice what he did on the YouTubes. It was very nice. It was sad. You know, for some reason, I'm not so sad that you're leaving. <laughs> I, I, but I, mean, like, I know it sounds really dicky ahead of me, like douchebaggy, but I, I, I just feel like it's, it's not over. You know, it's not you're Seth. You're like, uh, I mean, nothing's from, over till we say it's over. Yeah. From the beginning, um, non sound effect store content that was, by the way. <laughs> um, from the beginning, stick to sound effects. <laughs> from the beginning of HPM, you were here, so it's like I, it's like weird that you're if you're not on the show or involved with the show from behind the scenes, it's a little funky. How can I succeed? Well, no, I can. <laughs> So I'm doing that with Taz and the Moose, so I can't succeed without you. So sorry. Uh, so I, I don't miss you already. You're gone. Great. No, I feel like you're not. Like you're still going to be part of. Like, who knows? Maybe I'm gone. Right? You never know. Oh, never know. Oh. I, you never know. Right? Who knows? You'll still be hitting me up for free advice and stuff, so it's cool. Free advice? Yeah. You, you, please. You haven't given me any advice that helped me. I mean. <laughs> but you're still hoping for that one that one time that'll come through. Like, oh, he finally gave me something good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I asked the guy for advice about 6,000 times. One worked. Hey. Awesome. 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Got it. See you later. Bye bye. Um, yeah. So you see, um, uh, oh, Jr. He put a thing out that his podcast is um, now with Westwood One. So it's funny, and I'm happy for Jr. And I tweeted at him, and Westwood One's a great company. Um, and I know I do. I've been doing business with Westwood One, as you know, Seth, for a long time. Well, as long as I'm doing Taz and Moose, I shouldn't say a long time, but since the beginning of the new year. Yeah. Because. Uh, you know, I know the people at Westwood One. They're great people, and they're doing a great job, and they're, they're building up their podcast uh, content, and they're doing a good job of it. Um, well, I know Westwood One because of the Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 206. Uh, they are um, – Westwood One has been the po- the uh, syndicator uh, the, to, to make CBS Sports Radio be national radio, so ter- terrestrial radio. It's the syndicating arm. So – a lot of people didn't know that. Seth, I know you knew that because you're in the business. And um, But, yeah, Westwood, your brother. You say your brother worked for Westwood? He did. Yeah. He so, did work so, with them for a while. So, you know, um, I deal with a lot of people at Westwood One. They're great people. And I know they're doing a lot of good stuff with their podcast. Um, and like I said, I've been dealing with them since the beginning of the new year. And I love them. And uh, not I'm talking about with Taz and the Moose. So, so JR is in a good spot there uh, with them. And, and so is Chris Jericho. So that's cool. For those guys, um, but um, you know, it's funny though. Like when when guys put out, like you know, when you put out, well, my podcast is now with X company or Z company or whatever. Um, it's cool to make that announcement, but I think I think it was Jericho who said it when he went to West One. It was like it don't really mean nothing to people. Like for fan, like they don't. If you didn't tell anyone, no one would even know. Like. I've had these conversations, you know, yeah. companies want to talk about branding. It's like, they just want the shows they yeah, like. They don't care who has it. Listeners I'm still going care. to iTunes. I'm still yeah. going to whatever. They I don't, don't care. It really don't matter no. for the listener, for you people listening right now to the live or the podcast. Like, it don't matter where Taz's podcast or the Taz show is or, or whoever's show. It doesn't matter because you're going to get it most of the times on iTunes or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It don't matter. And there's a, what, what if we're counting at this point, there's about 5 billion podcast companies, I think. Oh, my God. Well, it's, 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 and it's growing. It's getting even bigger. More people are getting into it. And the whole thing is it, it's the only thing that matters for people like you, the talent, is what is that company going to do for you? Well, that's, that's the key. It's, and, it's and, all background. And people don't – I don't think people <laughs> – and they shouldn't. Fans that list that like podcasting, no matter if it's sports or politics or religion, or uh, you know, a, a guy or a girl who's a musician that that does you know a podcast or, or wrestling or whatever, um, you know, it's not. It, it, I think people think like when you have a podcast, like either you're making a lot of money or some people with podcasts do make a lot of money. There are some people that make tons of money, like tons, and there are some people that make peanuts i mean so less than peanuts actually cost them money to run a show that's the truth actually you're right and there are people that and i know someone who has a a lot of listeners and he makes no money and i'm not gonna say his name and you know who i'm talking about he's not from the wrestling business and he makes no money with his podcast and he just does it because he likes to put content out he has the free time to do it so i think there's a big misconception and i'm not going to get into the and i would really like you not to because i know you know how there's a misconception of structures of podcasters' contracts. You know, that's a whole different... Everyone's got different deals, you know? So I think... I wonder if, like, listeners think that, ah, it's just, you know what, I'm just... Well, this guy's got a podcast and it's successful. Well, he must be making bank. Uh, no! No, that's not how it works. It's not like that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it. some guys do. I've been fortunate 
to do well uh, financially with podcasting. So, and what because the Taz Show, especially when I was full time daily, you know, it was different. It was a lot of content. It's not a podcast. It wasn't really a podcast because it was full live. We're live now. So this, in essence, isn't a podcast. So, um, you know, we've been through that song and dance before. But I, don't know, I just felt like talking about that for a second, and and happy for Jr. And because you know he was with um, a different company, and now he's with Westwood One. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you're with Westwood One, you're in a quasi same world as the world that I I'm under contract to, right? CBS Sports radio. radio, yeah, radio business. It's a radio business, but that's their podcast arm. Now, let's say Chris or, or Jim never told fans that they were with a different company. Fans wouldn't know. You would not even know, or not necessarily care, no, or not even care. Yeah, I, you know. So, I mean, I care because I'm in the business, as we call it. That's you right. are. You are in the business. I'm in the business. That's right. It's pretty cool. I love saying that about anything. Like when I was a wrestler, I'm in the business. Frig you. You're not in the business. I am. I am. I'm in the business. Yeah, the Moose and the Taz Show, 6 to 9 a.m. No, Eastern. Taz and the Moose. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Got that wrong. Top Billing Jones. All right. So Moose. anyway, uh, easy now. <laughs> what are you, stupid? Careful with that. That's yeah, get by me. See how quick that was? I'm like, whoa, whoa hold on, son. Whoa. <laughs> Let's fix that. Uh, <laughs> top billing city. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> yeah. The right, Taz anyway. and the Moose Show, 6 to 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern, every day, CBS Sports <laughs> Radio. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, dojos. What is a dojo? D-O-J-O. Dojo. Dojo's a gym, guys. That's a gym. It's where you train, right? Most of you people know what it is, or maybe you think you know what it is. Um, uh, a wrestling gym or a uh, jiu-jitsu or karate or judo whatever martial art it's basically that's what it's a training center for gym a gym center uh now in japan it's a japanese word in japan um obviously new japan pro wrestling uh the njpw dojo just opened up in Carson, california and they're pretty firm right didn't they kind of say that they're not a performance center right well shibata is the head head coach right, right? right he's right. he's legit Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, he goes, you know, he intends for this to be a dojo, not a performance center. <laughs> and that that is a there's a huge difference. But now, uh, folks might not agree with me, but I will tell you, you're wrong. Believe it or not, the performance center is also a dojo. Okay, so many dojos. Now I've you know the House of Hardcore, the original House of Hardcore, the ECW wrestling school years ago was a dojo. It was a ring, it was a training center, there was a restroom, there was a off, small office facility. Uh, when I uh, had my finishing school, that was definitely a dojo. Again, a ring, there was locker rooms, there was a weight room. Um, th- that's a dojo. Uh, so the performance center is fancy clean and high-end, big money put into it with like legitimate strength coaches and, and trainers and locker rooms and showers. And I've never been there, but I heard it's beautiful. They have multiple rings. Uh, you know, that at the end of the day, believe it or not, that is a dojo. Um, so, but I understand what New Japan Pro Wrestling's doing with their dojo because, you know, they've had in Tokyo their original dojo, and a lot of the young boys, the wrestlers, the young talent live in the dojo. So there's living quarters. I'm not sure if this one, because I didn't read the full article, if the one in California, Carson, California, has living quarters. But regardless, it's a dojo. I saw some video of it. They ran like a little show, did some spots, and did some matches, whatever. And it's very raw bone, you know. And it reminded me of the finishing school when I saw it that I had several years back when I was in TNA that I was uh, working with and doing stuff before the Performance Center was a thing. And I was doing this. I've talked about this before. And then I just didn't have the time 
to put into it. And, and I ended up, to be frank, losing a little patience uh, with some of the students. It wasn't their fault. It was just me. I, I, I'm a pretty good coach. And it was easier as a wrestling trainer to train guys when they were a piece of clay. Now, with the finisher school, I don't want to get off topic here, but I'm going to do it for a second. With the finisher school, I had to take the part of the gimmick was you had to have five years' experience. So it was finishing. I was going to try and, all right, what are you missing? I'm going to help you uh, with what you're not doing right in your promos. I'm going to help you with your physicality in the ring and your storytelling in the ring, your physical storytelling. I had a strength coach that would help you with flexibility and strength training and, 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 and stuff like that uh, to get your body to a different, your physique to a different level. All this jazz. I thought that would have been a little bit of a simpler process because uh, it wasn't taking someone that you had to teach from step one. It was actually harder for me as an instructor because there were a lot of bad habits that a lot of these young men and young women had to break, and they were all awesome, and I'm not knocking them, but it was tough on my patience. Again, not I have to reiterate again. I just feel like I need to because I love all those kids that came through there. They were great. Um, and I just, you know... It was hard. It was hard to break those bad habits. So, but anyway, just backing up a little bit. So, when I saw the clips of what they got going on in California with the uh, NJPW Dojo, I was like, "Wow, this this the look of <laughs> the ring, everything." It kind of reminded me of what what I had on Long Island, um, and and it didn't last long. And it just I I had to shut the doors on it. Just I it, I had great ideas with it, went into it with both feet, and then it just just didn't work. But the thing is, like. I want to talk about the so the WWE Performance Center again. I haven't been there, but what they're doing there is is completely different than a dojo in the sense of the mindset behind it. They're both dojos, <clears throat> but one is a place that there's no bells and whistles, there's no sizzle. It's all steak, it's raw bone, it's blue collar. It's just four walls probably living quarters, a bathroom, a shower, a ring. It's probably kept immaculately clean because that's part of the thing, being sanitary as a wrestler because you don't want to pass a disease onto someone or get someone sick or or staph infection, which is a real thing amongst wrestlers um, because you're sweating, you're wrestling. It's You can get, if someone doesn't clean their body, something I never talked about on here, about how important that is. If someone didn't clip their nails, like when I broke in, if their fingernails had dirt under their nails or they had long fingernails, you get heat, dude. Like I'm talking about, you get heat from the veteran locker, the veteran wrestlers in these shows back in the day, or my trainer, like Johnny Rods was like stickler with that. Like you had, if you showed up and let's say you you just came from work or you you didn't get in the shower, you were in like stinky clothes, dude. You just basically weren't allowed to get in that ring. Like you, <laughs> you know, it's about being sanitary. And we did that at the House of Hardcore. I was big into that. You couldn't wear the same footwear. That you came off the street with. You had a if you didn't, you didn't have wrestling boots yet, so you had to have wrestling shoes, like amateur wrestling shoes that you didn't wear on the street. And to that point, you shouldn't wear your shoes around your house either. No, and you don't. <laughs> it, now you're it, telling it, people how to live. It's unbelievable. I, I am because I, it's the same. I don't. The, I take my shoes off. For the same reason everything. though. For I the take same my reason. socks off. I run around barefoot. <laughs> twinkle toe Jones. That's me. You're damn right. That's what I love. Not today. I love running around my toes. Popsicle toes. That's me. <laughs> anyway, you get me, don't get me on the whole toe thing. I don't have a foot fetish. That's, I'm not a freak. <laughs> All right, Coach but, Ryan. But yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not running around like that. I, I'm, I'm comfortable with people's feet. Yeah, I'm good. But I, I agree with you. You should be running around the house with your shoes on. It's filth, okay? Filth muck. Don't get in my ring with your filthy ass feet. <laughs> Put some new shoes on your ass, okay? <laughs> so you got to be clean. That's important. 
You got to keep your body clean. So that's something they push at these dojos. But back to the WWE Performance Center. The thing with them, their they with their dojo is, it's a facility where they're grooming the next WWE superstar. That's so it's a full Monty, a full package from. It's kind of what I did, which I humbly say I did first uh, to a higher level than what I did because they have more budget, more money, obviously, and resources. But I tried to have a full a building, a, a training center, a dojo that was a full-service facility to polish you as a professional wrestler. Your look, your promos, your physique, your flexibility, uh, injury prevention, um, uh, you know, uh, in the ring from the physical end of it, video, live video of what we're doing so you could, we could coach you, that type of thing. Well, WWE did that, Triple H, with the Performance Center. It took it to 10 times the level I did, and uh, that's what they have there. I don't think that a Japanese professional wrestling dojo does that. I don't think they want to do that. That's not their goal. Their goal is to teach you the nuances of how to be a great pro wrestler, an athlete, and how to be respectful and pay your dues. That's what a, a, a Japanese-style pro wrestling dojo is. A little bit different than WWE Performance Center. And to that point, I was looking about, uh, reading about Jay White, who's now the United States Heavyweight yes. Champion for NJPW. You know, I didn't see the show, you know, and I'm so pissed at myself. I didn't see that. I got to catch up because I didn't. I, I was traveling over the weekend. I, I just didn't see it. And You've seen a lot of NJPW. Of course. And we know I work great. for them, bro. Right. Jesus. No, I'm saying recently, too. Oh, recent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, of course I have, yeah. They have great talent and everything. We know that. We know the wrestlers and we love it. But I got to tell you, this show that was live last weekend, the actual. You tell me that the HD, the, the, quality, the 4K is. Yeah, 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 you felt like you were in the ring with these guys. It was The quality was so good. It they was must such be, a great so look. Like a different, like a high de- a different level think, of a high def. Yeah, it looked, uh, it looked amazing. It was really, a great show. Check. How could I see this? It, it probably replayed on Axis. Ha! Yeah, I gotta and, check it out. How long was the show? Two hours? No, I think it was like four hours. I thought oh, instead of my DVR, but you could four skip hours. around. I gotta dude. take a nap. You could skip around. I, right. sleep. I worked. I worked nine thousand shows. I do. <laughs> I, I gotta sleep at some point. I gotta say that I read up about Jay White. How uh, I think Finn Balor was the one who uh, invited him to New Japan or, or suggested him. Yeah. And he went to New Japan. and He talked about being a young boy. And all the things they have to do, cook for the wrestlers. Oh, yeah. You pay your dues. It, like, yeah. It's like the army. So yeah. it, I think in that respect, uh, with a, a New Japan dojo is com- is compared to a WWE Performance Center, I think that's what the biggest difference is. It's like you got to pay your dues on a real low level. Like yep. you're, you're a private coming into the army. Well, I remember it. I remember just years ago when I wrestled there, you know, the younger Japanese wrestlers, they would, and for those that are new to Japanese strong style or pro wrestling in Japan, if you watch. NJPW, you know, on Access TV or on the internet or whatever, on YouTube, whatever, you'll see when wrestlers come out, there are guys f- that are flanked by them in like sweatsuits or something like that, and they look athletic and they're young. Those are young wrestlers from the dojo. So, okay, uh, Team Taz back in ECW, that concept was, I took it from what they do in Japan. Um, and I had guys around me in orange and black sweatsuits with a Team Taz flag, and it was guys from the House of Hardcore. So that was kind of like a real feel, to be honest. And I don't know if a lot of people know that, but guys like Danny Doring or Chris Chetty, and you know, and guys who broke out and did well, and and uh, Roadkill, and I mean, you know, a lot of different guys were were in there. And um, you know, uh, Tom Marquez. I'm just trying to think of different names. It's just been a long time, but you know, these were guys out of the dojo. 
and they they were paying their dues and uh, we used it as a gimmick it was a way to get them on tv and and it was cool for the most part it was fun i mean you know i wasn't they weren't cooking me meals it wasn't like that but but they do do that in japan and and i remember seeing it uh, firsthand when guys these young guys were bring guys to the to the ring, uh, walking guys to the ring. Uh, I wrestled one of them once. That story I told about when a guy kicked me in the face and basically knocked my lip through my tooth. My tooth came through my lip. And wow. I, uh, and we were like, I don't know where the hell we were. Sa- Osaka, somewhere outside of Tokyo, like far from Tokyo. And I flipped out and, and took him down and won. Um, <laughs> and then I had to, he, he got banged up. And then I had to go to the hospital, get stitched up. And he was a young boy. That's the reason I'm telling the story. He was a guy, and the office was mad at him because he was sloppy and just basically kicked me in the face as hard as he possibly can. So, uh, I, you know, I, to this day, I still swear he meant it, but I didn't know this guy. He was a young guy. I didn't know him for a hole in the wall. Is that back in the day when they used to test the American wrestlers? They like, did, but yeah. it wasn't normal that they test you with a young boy, you know? Like I've been in there and I've been in tag matches with guys that were tested. I've never really been tested that much. I've seen guys get tested. Uh, I saw actually a tag match. Me and Sabu were in a tag match, and we were against Chono, I think. No, somebody else. I can't remember. And one guy, the match got a little fuzzy. Uh, they tried to test Sabu, and Sabu passed the test. And then I helped him with the test. And, uh, and then we had to get out of there with the ECW tag belts quick. So, uh, yeah, it was – Paul was like, what did you guys do? Try to do business with them. You guys are fighting. Stop. Oh, I'm not kidding. It was crazy. Uh, but uh, whatever. But um, they weren't, we weren't wrestling young guys. So, but anyway, no, what the, the Japanese professional wrestling, and it's not just New Japan. There's so many different dojos in Japan for pro wrestlers. All Japan's still around, too. That's right. And they do it the right way. And, and it's an inter- interesting thing. It's a humbling experience. And then when guys end up becoming stars or get the push, they appreciate it. I'm not saying the WWE wrestlers in the performance center don't don't pay dues. I'm not saying that they don't get humbled. I, I'm not saying that at all. But you can't compare it to the way younger wrestlers are treated in Japan compared to what they treat at the performance center. It's it's apples and oranges. So, but again, what WWE is doing at the performance center is they're trying to create the next big star, and it's not it's not bad business. It, it's it's smart business. So. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go to a break. I'm gonna start a break. Uh, um, you know, we're gonna talk about Ronda Ronda Rousey uh, confronted by Absolution and stuff like that, and how that came off and how that looked. Um, what else we gonna talk about? I want to talk about something they did with an announcer last night, uh, which was interesting. I thought was cool. Uh, before I go to break, though, you know, I want to tell you about, of course, my good friends at uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, support for the Tad Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So see, chances are you're confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, and your life. So Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. So with Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply and understand fully so you can mortgage confidently. So to get started, I want you to do this, guys. Please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. And I'm less consumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's a rocket mortgage, kids. All right, so that's the deal on that. Uh, Taz Show, be right back. Taking a break. See you in a bit.
right, we're back here. Taz Show. Uh, again, let's talk a little bit about Ronda Rousey and Stephanie and Triple H and Kurt Angle and all this good stuff. Um, first, just to button up the topic of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know, Seth, uh, you're probably doing a break. You kind of had another. I just want to say something else about New Japan and how it could transition or segue here in America. What's your point? Well, um, you know, Mark Cuban owns Access TV. Yes. And he's very been, rich. He, he's worth, I looked this up, he's worth $3.7 billion. I'm worth $3.5 billion, but continue. And Vince, $1.75 billion. Um, wow. he, and he basically said he, he, he's doubling down on New Japan is what he's been saying as far as like, that's why he had the live show on. He's been paying money to get these live shows on his network. Right, right, right. Because he's obviously, as we know, wrestling gets ratings on TV. And Even TNA you, got, gets ratings. I'm telling you, these guys that have millions and billions of dollars, like, they don't, like, <laughs> as wealthy as they are, they don't spend money on stuff unless they believe in it. That's why they're rich. <laughs> so they don't they don't just throw money around on, on a, eh, it might be a good idea. I like wrestling. I'll just throw some money at that. So Cuban, he's up to something here with this thing. And, and he believes in it, you know, so. Well, it's like Shark Tank, right? So they always, when you go on Shark Tank, you have to prove something to them. This is what we're doing. This is what our numbers are so far. So New Japan's already proven themselves to Mark with their ratings and how they're doing and how you know he's investing in them and bringing live shows on. Mm. You know, so uh, you know I, I feel like you know he he probably likes the whole challenge and everything. He's play, he's downplaying. He's like, oh, no, we're we're not here to compete. We're just a little redheaded stepchild. He you know he's kind of downplaying it a little bit, but. You know, New Japan's growing in popularity. Their shirts are like the top-selling shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. Right, right, right. They're sold in Hot Topic stores. Top-selling shirts in the Hot Topic stores. Yep, yep. So that's it's a it's a growing thing. <laughs> well, it's been around for decades upon decades, but in America, the popularity the past several years has gotten even bigger uh, for more mainstream fans because it used to just be more hardcore fans knew about it. But I, I hope they kick ass. I hope they do great. Um, it would not- only be good for WWE at the, in the long run too. The competition. It won't be competition because it's a different style of pro wrestling. They are going to promote athletes. They are going to promote uh, competition. New Japan. They are going to promote uh, more of a uh, a shoot style like they've always done. They stay in their lane. WWE is going to promote more entertainment. WWE is going. That's it. So they're not going to compete with them. I no. mean, as far as like you know, you know, content and and wrestling fans watching other things, it, you know, it, it yeah, looked, it's a broad statement, yeah. just wrestling fans. But I, yeah. I understand. It's it, I think not to put words in your mouth. It's not like WCW, but I think be... I think it's going to give wrestling fans an alternative, a true alternative. Because it's a different style. If the, it gets even bigger than it is on access, so they get a bigger deal, or Mark Cuban goes a whole nother level with it. Who knows? I mean, these guys got more money than Vince, so he can kind of do what he wants. Double. But the thing is, Vince has got that old wrestler money. So Vince has got a lot of years and knowledge. Mark Cuban, Vince's knowledge of the wrestling business and what people like, you know, as a whole, what networks like, what makes money, what doesn't make money. Vince has got more knowledge about the wrestling industry in his pinky toe than then then Cuban has his whole body so it's trust me no matter how much money Cuban has of course uh, I, I promise you so so it, that's a fact so speaking of events in WWE so last night we saw a, a, a I, which I liked a really good video package it was long of Triple H and Stephanie training and uh, 
old uh, guest of the Taz Show, uh, a guy I consider a friend. He was a friend of yours, Seth, Joe DeFranco. He was on there, which is nice. And Joe's got a successful podcast on training. And um, and Joe's been on the Taz Show in the past. And Joe trains Stephanie and Vince, uh, Stephanie and uh, uh, Triple H. Uh, Freudian slip uh, for a long time, um, you know. So, uh, but anyway, it was nice to see him in the video package. But here's the thing: so I thought the package was cool because Triple H and Stephanie really painted themselves the right way as heels, total heels, very obnoxious. Some of the things Stephanie was saying was funny as hell in regards to heel. I liked it. I like that they weren't at the arena. I'd like this 10 times better than the in-ring segment. I think this this thing was a little bit too long. And I also think having Joe DeFranco say something like they they are more prepared than high elite professional athletes or whatever he said. That was a little bit. That's, I love that, though. It's I, a heel thing. It was great. Know? So they probably had Joe say that to be complete heel. And Joe did it with a straight face, which is funny. But it could be a little bit of a stretch. But they're heels. They should be lying. They should be BSing. They should be pissing people off. And... Stephanie, I think did that more than Hunter, but Hunter did it too. I, I no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I did. I enjoyed it. I, I was prepared not to like it, and I actually liked it. Um, the, um, I liked it a lot more than what they did with Ronda Rousey in the ring with Absolution. Um, that was a little rough. Um, like what they did with Ronda. Um, it's, man. They have it right there in front of them, and they just they they let her do it a teeny bit, and they don't see it. So I'll say it, and then maybe they'll do it. Um, <laughs> okay. First of all, so wait, let's give a, pa- a dramatic pause. Hey, right here it comes the the best physical thing she did in that ring with Sonya Deville and um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to the Mandy pr- Rose. Mandy Rose was what was something called an ogosh. Okay, an ogosh is what some wrestling fans would call a hip toss, but it was it's done where your leg really drives back and throws the person besides your your underhook you put in the under the person's arm as your hip throw. I think they could have shot it a little better. I don't like the way they shot it. I think they should have shot it full as they call it so you could see the actual throw. It's a great it's a judo throw. It's a great throw. And the way she went into her arm bar, I thought she was gonna go into uh, a Juji Katami, which most people call a cross arm breaker, breaker. And if she put on a Juji, then she'd show you how to do it right. We've seen Juji Katami's cross arm breakers done in pro wrestling for years, and they're usually done wrong. Um, when you see uh, someone uh, with who's well versed in ju- judo or jujitsu, they know the proper way to do a Juji. And she went into it that way. Where if you look at her knee, where she places it, but she she clamped the arm, so she did a little bit different. She didn't extend the arm, I guess, because then Oscar, who uses that arm bar, uh, Juji? Uh, I think Oscar does. Somebody else uses it. a lot of people. It's been used a lot. That's not about the arm bar. What it's about is you have what I'm trying to get at. What you have is Ronda Rousey when she does what's in her wheelhouse, and it's any sort of a judo throw you could imagine. And there's so many great judo throws. I used so many judo throws in my arsenal back in my day, and I was nowhere near the level of, uh, uh, you know, a judoka that that you know Ronda is. I mean, she's 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 some, it was amazing. So, I think stick to that as opposed to, you know, any pro wrestling stuff because uh, that segment last night looked very choreographed. 
Um, and that was the problem with it. It looked like they walked through it a hundred times. Um, I think having her talk in too long of sentences is not good. Ronda Rousey, she's still learning in her defense. She's still learning. And then when you see Paige come out and cut her promo, it's like, you know, you're seeing someone who's a polished pro talk. You can see the difference. So it's unfair to Ronda when you put her in that position. You know, you... I, I, you know, you don't have to have her talk much. I mean, they're doing some stuff that's cool. You know, they, like when Kurt's got to calm her down, like Rhonda's facial expressions when she snaps, she's very good at it. You know, she's very good at it. She goes from being a nice, pretty girl with a really pretty smile, and she's nice, and she's a nice person. And then when she snaps, that's where they're going with her. She, she's uncontrollable almost. And then Kurt, she listens to Kurt. Hey, I buy it. I, no problem. You, she's credible. But you're not getting the live audience behind her um, because you're letting her be too normal, too long, too early. You got her, let her be all impact initially. Set the tone. And, and I think they, they started off bad with her from the first time we saw her on TV. I went crazy that one time in the studio about the whole thing with Stephanie and stuff and, and how they, 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 they cut her legs off, Rhonda. You know, so that now they're playing catch up, in my opinion. You know, so. Um, you know, I, 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 you might be better off doing post-produced stuff like you did with Stephanie and Hunter in a gym uh, where you could work with her on her promo ability and have Kurt Angle work with her and Kurt be there to, you know, do the right thing and help her. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just I, – I saw a clip from – I guess it was from the WWE Performance Center during the week uh, of Ronda Rousey. She uh, – what did she do? She did a full body slam – Ugh, somebody, she did something else. It was a quick little high spot WWE posted. You know, I, I, I don't, uh, and I, I like Ronda Rousey, and I think she's going to make a lot of money for the company, and I think she's going to make a lot of money for herself. But I, 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 you know, I'm sure they'll make it work somehow because you, you got, you know, definitely two established pros in, the, in this match coming up at Mania with Triple H and and Kurt. But otherwise, uh, this this young lady's not ready for this, and I'm not I'm not knocking her ability as a fighter, her ability as an athlete. It has nothing to do with fighting. It has nothing to do with athletes. I'm talking about her ability as an entertainer and a performer, because that's the toughest part of this business. You know, there's been a, a plethora of great athletes that attempted to get into pro wrestling, but they couldn't handle the entertainment end of it. And when I say entertainment, I'm not saying everybody's got to get on the mic and act like The Rock and be as talented as Steve Austin or be as as uh, riveting on the mic as you know, uh, you know, whatever Triple H. I'm not saying you got to be that good of a talker or Shawn Michaels. I'm I'm not. No, those are some of the best guys in the history of the game. I'm not saying that, but you you gotta you you only get good at this by having doing a lot of reps and doing a lot of reps in front of people. Well, you said, well, Taz, she did it in front of people. Yeah, she did it in front of people. She did it in front of about 15,000 people live on Raw on Worldwide TV. That's not the type of people I'm talking about. She used to do it on house shows, in small venues, in, in NXT house shows, not WWE house shows. Less is more. That's how she needs to learn. You know, she's. I know she's a big-time worldwide star. I get it. I know that. But they got to really watch, you know, because fans are smarter than Sometimes uh, WWE might think that the fans are smart, you know. They, not just the hardcore fans. Fans can tell if someone's ready or not. They can tell. So people know. 
Uh, one other thing too. What was with that eye makeup she had on? Well, I it think looked, she, like, they looked like the like the Undertaker's sister or something. It looked terrible. I I think that um trying to make it look tough or something. She doesn't need it. I I think that it's a thing where it it gives they they want her to do that to give her more of um when she puts that serious face on that red eye makeup helps from a distance. But early in the segments when she's nice and she's talking nice and she's got this pretty smile. She's a pretty girl. And then you see the stuff on her eyes. It's weird looking. But when she gets angry, it does look cool. Mm. So no, no, it does. When she's mad, it does. It does look good, in my opinion. You know, you know, so. The thing we always hear, you know, the fans like me who dig in deep and everything, is that when you listen to wrestlers talk like you and, and other guys, you have to put yourself into this and then you have to magnify your personality, right? You have to be a bit larger than life when you're in the ring. And she's like, you know, hi, how are you? Pass the sugar. You know, she's still like being. Pass the sugar. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, no yes. thanks. I, like I don't want to be an absolution. No, thank you. Pass the sugar. Like, well, I think that's part of the. I, I, I think the idea that WWE has is actually good because I think what they're trying to do with her is that she is almost like a split personality. So once it gets physical, she snaps. But before that, she's just a nice girl. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Like, that's, but I just, I think she doesn't know how to do the performance end of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, it seems a little too complex well, she, for someone who yeah, has no experience. She's green. I mean, she's just very green. And, and, and you're expecting her to do a lot when you let her go in there and do, you know, do, do an Ogosh, do a Nippon Sayanagi, uh, do, do, you know, uh, do what she knows how to do. Do Go in there and do a nice Kataka Roma. She could go in there, which is like a fireman's carry. To translate, okay, it's like a, a judo, a beautiful judo throw. It, it's a version of a fireman's carry, but like when you see a real a person who knows what they're doing, do it. It's very fast and very impressive. She could let her go into her realm. An Ippon Sayanagi is a throw I used to use all the time. It's a shoulder throw. It's almost like an arm drag, but instead of the guy's arm being here when you throw him, his arm's higher. His arm goes across your shoulder, and you throw the person over, ass end over tea kettle, as we call it, right? Just straight over, dude. Like. Just pop, 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 boom. It's a beautiful throw. And I guarantee you that this girl here, can Rhonda, can do a Nippon Sayanagi. That is amazing. So she ain't going to do that to Stephanie. Stephanie's not going to take that bump. That's a dangerous bump. Now, Mandy Rose can take that bump. Sonya Deville could take that bump. But Stephanie can't take that bump. And I know she's in great shape, but she's a mom. Uh, she's got, you know, several kids, and she's she's – you know, she's she's not a... A, a business to run? Yeah, mm. she's not going to take a throw like that. And I don't blame Stephanie. I wouldn't either if I was her. Her brother would. Well, <laughs> and I hope her brother's doing okay because yeah, he's, he's, he's in the hospital. It's banged so. up. Yeah, so... so uh, but Diverticulitis is no joke, man. I know it's no joke. I kind of... Sworn, didn't uh, Brock have that? Yeah, years, that's what happened. He had yeah. to get some of his colon removed. Yeah. That's why he, he, I know. he failed. To, well, in failing. Something with seeds, like they, if seeds, like they can't digest or something like that. I, I, my wife. You have to really change your like, diet. You got to be really careful. I think he was in uh, like not Tahiti or like uh, Antigua. Was in Antigua, like Caribbean yep. somewhere, and he must have it was family and he ate something. Man, it's just, it's, I just hope Shane's gonna be okay. You know, um, but yeah, Stephanie's not gonna take that kind of a throw, and, and I don't blame her. She, you know, she shouldn't, but. So a lot of those judo throws that this girl here, Ron, is an expert at, you know, you got Stephanie in there. Yeah, Honey could take them. Triple H could definitely take the throws. He will, too. Oh, no, I know he will. He he definitely will. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And he'll take him like a champ. I mean, you know, he's great. Uh, I've worked with him. I know. I almost feel like Ronda's going to end up pinning Triple H in the match. (laughs) Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't delve into the match. I got to put the match in the laboratory still. 
So, yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> there's my thoughts on the segment yeah, yesterday. I don't know. I mean, um, oh, the other thing I want to tell you guys, that's right, was the um, uh, they had a deal where um, Oscar, you, you guys saw this, she wrestled this young lady named Jamie Frost, I believe her name was. Charlie Caruso interviewed her at ringside. Now, I think they've done this recently very little bit. I, I you know, I have, maybe I haven't seen it enough, but it was like a throwback to years ago where, you know, the guy or the girl gets interviewed right before the match ringside while the other guy or girl's in the ring getting ready for the match. It felt so retro but cool. I liked it. Did you notice this? Oh, I did. And I was watching uh, with my wife, and she, she, liked the, she liked Jamie's look and everything, but then her voice kind of didn't match the look. Totally missing everything I'm saying. Yeah. No, I do. I, totally. It, went right over your head. Everything I just said. No, it didn't. It's not about this girl, Jamie Frost. I know it's about the with the it, segment. It's about the, the production of the segment. Yeah. I'm trying to teach you, sir. So when you go off now and you leave here and you do your own wrestling podcast, you're an expert now. Duh. You, you know how to do it. See, that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, that's thanks. It. Will you stop? Trying to help I, you. I have so, dozens please. of people are ready to download my podcast. Dozens. dozens. At least yes. dozens. You just took my audience. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, but I, I just thought it was cool, the production end of it. Um, and Charlie Caruso, uh, big fan of us. Big fan. So uh, oh, yeah. she does a great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does a doing? good job. No, no, she's all right. No, she's all right. So uh, yeah, she does a good job. But so so yeah. But I like the thing they did over there. I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, kick face Jones. It was nasty what we saw happen to that girl. Um, Charlie, uh, Jamie. Uh, I almost called it Charlie Frost. That would have been funny. Jamie Frost. Uh, she definitely took some shot in the face uh, by Oscar. That was definitely a shot in half I, for sure. I gotta say, Oscar uh, and Charlotte's one of the matches I'm looking forward to WrestleMania the most. Yeah, I think so. I'm with you on that, dude. I'm with you on that. I, you know, speaking of that, I put a poll up, and uh, along with the social team, as we call it, we see when you're cool, you don't say social media. You say social. Right now, all these people are writing, oh, he's okay, social. I got it, test it. Cool, that's cool. Got it, got it. Don't write it down. Oh, text myself so I know. Social. Don't say social media. Social. Don't say that right. They know now, they know it's cool. Social. I put a poll up with the team, and uh, I approved the poll. And I'm trying to find the poll. And I can't find the poll. And uh, where was the poll? Was it TazShow.com? No, the Taz Show Twitter. That's where it was? Why would the producer know? The producer yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, he goes, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 uh. That's right. Put a poll up yeah. asking people, what match do you want to uh, see me la- What match do you want to be last at WrestleMania? Not what do you think will be last. I know I text you and asked you, Seth. And, yeah. And uh, over 4,000 people voted, which is a lot of people on the Twitter. And Brock versus Roman got 14%. AJ versus Nakamura, 71%. Daniel Bryan, Shane, who knows what's going to happen with that, uh, versus Kevin Owens and Sammy get 9%. Triple H, Steph, and Kurt Angle and Ronda, 6%. So you got Ronda Rousey in a match that got 6%. Now, again, this is just on my Twitter. It's 4,333 votes. I said over 4,000. Yeah, this one would be specific. So, 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 um... I don't know. Because you have real wrestling fans that follow you, and, and the, the guy, real wrestling fans have been want to see AJ Nakamura. Right. And, and these guys, also going back to what we talked about in the beginning, are guys who cut their teeth and made a name for themselves in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, sir. So I just thought that was interesting. So uh, ha! so that's the deal. Um, what else? I feel like there's something else I want to say, and I don't know what it is. Well, we well, now that you have no, you don't know what it is, let's go. Can we just go back to New Japan for one second? Yeah. 
No. Why would I go back? We just no, because no, with AJ Nakamura oh, okay, showing yeah, you the seventy yeah, percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that leads me to think, you know, it could do really, really well here if it, it like you said, if Axis gets more coverage no and it pumps no, no some doubt. money into no, it. No, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I think it would do really well. Um, different than WWE. Yeah, WWE does really, really well. Like you know, it's unfair to compare here in America. And Cody said it, uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, because he obviously has a lot of yeah. experience in both. He said, WWE does the entertainment part better than anyone. Of really, course. really well. That's what I'm saying. We do, he said, we in New Japan, we do the wrestling better than anyone. Yeah. If you listen to the yeah. Taz show, I said that in segment one. So Yes, sir. That's how it works. Yes. Because uh, it's a fact. Okay, that's how it works. All right, so that's the dealio. Uh, wow. Okay, bye. Zangie's hating me right now. Ruining my song. I love singing like that. Like, you just don't really sing. I don't know what it is. Like, hey, Jude, you like that song? talking about see that basically uh, where <laughs> Taz and the Moose they uh, know what are you talking about radio 9 to 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern <laughs> 9 to 6 we whatever way you some listen. people don't listen to Taz and the Moose yes, uh, they they're do. not sports fans they hate football and um <laughs> yeah we're, we're looking for a name of the studio the names that people have been calling very dark yeah. the tomb the crypt one of the update guys Brad the Brad Heller he said uh not icebox yeah not Seth. <laughs> ice the icebox because it's so cold in there and it's dark look it's supposed to be a fun loving morning show it's no, just mean it's, it's the cage man because you're a couple of animals and that's where you belong in the cage <laughs> the cage isn't bad yeah cage you guys are a couple a, gorillas you belong in the room, cage bro. it's a tough room in there i it's, ain't going down there ever. no it gets uh, dude those other guys down there, they don't want to come in because we get we, I, sometimes we'll scream at each other scream at the we just scream at everyone a b corner me said don't even think about coming a, B down he doesn't want yeah. he's turned into a heel too yeah. well Three, two, one. Right, so on that note, hope you guys enjoyed this this dish of the Taz show, uh, and I hope you guys have a great day. And I love everybody in this world. And, um, and you know, just keep uh, telling people about the show, you know, Podcast Jones. And uh, that's it for Seth. Uh, this is days of countdown. Uh, I'm Taz. Uh, I love you. I love you, people. Okay, my kid. All right, be right back. Uh, no, I won't be right back. I'll be back Thursday. Adios. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay.